Greetings and welcome to season two, episode 25 of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niamma. I am so excited to share with you all today's special guest. And yes, every single time I have a guest, you're going to hear me say that they are special because it is true. And today I am so glad to be joined by Josie Wheatman. Josie is obsessed with transformation. She's a mom, a hairstylist, turned inner beauty coach. For over 10 years, her passion has been helping women transform their look. But after hearing stories of pain that her clients shared, she realized her gift is connecting with people and guiding them to see the love within themselves, to listen to their God voice, and to get down to what they truly desire. She's the host of the Make Life Fun podcast, which is all about knowing that new things are possible, especially in motherhood. And she helps moms have more fun and connect to their inner power to love and accept themselves. I cannot wait for you to hear from Josie. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. Give yourself the gift of good health by joining our 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program. Learn how to navigate the holidays and prepare healthier versions of your favorite foods. Find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com or contact us at 619-752-752. 0462. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Nama, and today I am so excited to be joined by another special guest. And yes, I say that every time because every time it's true, and today is no different. And I'm joined by Josie Wheatonen. So welcome, Josie. Thank you so much for having me. So first of all, tell everybody where you're from and how you began your wellness journey. Yes, that's a great question. So I am originally from Haiti. We moved to the States when I was six years old, Um, moved to Nampa, Idaho, out of all places. (laughs) And I was the, our family was the only black family in Nampa, Idaho at that time. So both, all of us didn't know any English. We came to the States and my parents wanted a better life for their children, for themselves. And they're giving my family back in uh, Haiti a better life too, by us being here. Mm-hmm. So um, that is how this journey started, which is crazy to even think about, which is crazy to even think about right now, as I'm going back in time, I'm like, wow, that little Josie, that journey, that far like how amazing that's the thought that I just had as I was thinking that and so my wellness journey I feel like I've been on a on a growth journey I would say like as long as I can remember Mm -hmm. and when I say growth journey not necessarily healing journey it was like trying to fix like I was broken and Mm. there's something that needed to be fixed Mm. so I would say a healing journey about three years ago 
but a journey to grow into who I thought I needed to be to be the person that others <laughs> mm-hmm. thought I should be was like since the beginning of time. But then three years ago, that all shifted and I took control of my healing and um, started doing some inner child work. And that has led me into this path of like amazing healing and connecting to my body in a way that I didn't even know was possible. Wow. That's beautiful. And it's so interesting that you, your family, um, ended up in Idaho (laughs) considering, and, you know, I know that uh, other places where there are larger Haitian populations where people tend to migrate or immigrate to. So why, why, Idaho what was what was the draw for your family to move there yeah so my dad um the smartest man when it came to this he found us a sponsorship and this through the Lutheran church in Nampa Idaho mm-hmm. and they sponsored us to come to the states and so he didn't know where he was going. We didn't know where we were going. And yeah, when we landed here, um, there was a bunch of people welcoming us. There was signs, a Relis family. And I mean, of course I see pictures, so I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are just photos that I've seen of us being welcomed. And um, yeah, so we did have quite a bit of handholding and there was people here to support us when we landed. Um, so we were very blessed in that way. Wow. And were there other families that were coming at the same time that yours did or? Uh, not that I can remember. And that's a great mm-hmm. question. Yeah. I've never asked that question, yeah. but in all the pictures that I see, no, it was just our little family. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And, you know, it's like sometimes things happen and it's just, that's what was meant to happen at that time for our journey. That's what our journey needed. Yes. And my parents, they talk about this often. Like my mom always knew that she was going to live in a house that had everything inside of it. So that provided the running water, provided everything inside, Mm -hmm. lights, everything. And my dad always at a young age said to his family, like, I'm taking my family to America one day. And he was laughed at. They were like, there's no way that's going to happen. So my my parents have taught me from a young age that I get to create my destiny, mm-hmm. even though I didn't know what that meant then. Yes. <laughs> but I grew up hearing the stories of them saying how they believed like this was going to happen. They knew, like they put it out there and had the faith and made it come to light. That's such, that's such an amazing model because it's like sometimes we have to get to a certain point where we come to that ourselves, that sense of determination or like belief mm-hmm. that this thing that I'm saying that I desire is going to happen regardless of if I'm the only one who believes it or mm-hmm. not. So that's interesting that your parents had that determination and that belief. Absolutely. And I just applaud them for the person that I am today, because even though me and my family went through our, me and my mom and my dad went through our own journey of like that I needed healing from, Mm. um, we have come such a long way because we did, we did 
do it together. And I mean, coming to America, not knowing any English, I took it upon myself to be the one who was going to learn English and help my family. And uh, being the oldest, it was just like, I put myself in those shoes mm-hmm. and decided that's what I was going to do. And then my parents, the culture shock, they came from a cold, <laughs> they came from a place that was completely different. There was certain rules and certain structures and like the father's the head of the household and the mom is the submissive and the children obey. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that was just the normal way of being like getting spanked and get spanked hard. I thought that was like your parents did that. And that was like the natural thing to do. And so that is why I talked about earlier is inner child healing. Um, I needed to heal from that. And I know that now that I've come to this place, that, that, um, that abuse that was in my childhood, wasn't from a place of like, a place of hate and a place of like wanting to beat me down. It was from a place of like, this is the culture. This mm. is what we do. We teach our children to be obedient to the father. We teach our children. We're going to raise them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I've, it's came full circle because it's like, that's how they were raised. Right. And if that's how they were raised and they didn't know anything different, they come to another country and it's the model is completely different Hmm. it's like how do they even know right yeah and so when I started looking at that inner child healing and that little Josie that went through that abuse and I had to look at like wow like I wasn't the only one that went through this like my father went through this my mother went through this like it's generations back Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and but you know it's with most healing and particularly when it comes to inner child work, there's always some root that things don't happen in a vacuum. And so as we look at things like that and learn to um, see our parents and those who came before them lovingly, right? Because we, we revere our ancestors, we honor them for us even being here but we also recognize that they were human and they were dealing with the culture and the time and what they were taught and and even in terms of like you know now we have terms like emotional intelligence and we have things like that that people are are aware of you know trauma informed and all these buzzwords but it's like there's so much to be said for getting to the root and recognizing generational patterns Mm -hmm, and um, yeah, ways of being. So I wanna go back to, um, you touched on being, feeling so different. And um, obviously (laughs) with the demographics of where you moved to Idaho Idaho, and not being in like a community of other Haitians, but let alone not that many other black people in general right right so talk about that experience and you know the so you have these layers Mm. the the immigrant experience the black experience the female experience in you know middle america (laughs) like (laughs) talk about all of those things yeah i when you're a kid, all you want to do is belong. All you Mm -hmm. want to do is fit in. And Mm -hmm. I did not any of that. For one, (laughs) my parents believed in girls wear dresses, wearing dresses. 
to school. And so not only am I the only black girl in the school, now I'm wearing dresses every day. My hair's in bows and braids. And so I'm literally born to stand out as much mm -hmm. as you could possibly stand out. But all I want is to just fit in and look the same. Mm -hmm. So because I couldn't look the same and I couldn't fit in in that way, I started trying to mold and becoming what was around me. Mm -hmm. So I started trying to please people. I started trying to like emanate the way they were speaking, at least like, at least I can speak the way they're speaking. At least mm -hmm. I could like fit in in that way. At least we can bond in that way. And so that led me to literally people pleasing and fake it till I make it ever since I could remember like mm. that's that was like my motto to get through it all was like I'm just gonna fake it till I make it I'm gonna plaster this smile on my face and I'm just gonna be the happy-go-lucky Josie that makes everybody feel good and so that led me to have a lot of friends so I always had a group of friends around me because of that mentality and it wasn't until three years ago that I started to look into that people pleasing and I started to put a name to it because mm -hmm. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know it existed. And now that I know what it is, I've been working so hard to set like healthy boundaries and to like ask myself really, what is it that I desire right now? Like, yes. what do I want right now? What do I desire right now? And my my circle of friends, which was so wide because I just casted a net. <laughs> <laughs> is now a small and true like amount of people in my life and I've never been happier because yeah. these are like my humans like they get me and I get to be myself mm -hmm. and so that journey you're right when you say it was layers upon layers upon layers yeah quality <laughs> over quantity with mm -hmm. the friendships though <laughs> absolutely quantity you definitely have to have those people in your corner that have your back no matter what yeah wow Oh my goodness. And I could just imagine too, that when we're, you know, shape-shifting and doing all this stuff to fit in and to be liked and to people please, as you called it, um, that definitely does require us to put on a mask or to do some things that maybe we wouldn't ordinarily do mm -hmm. um, or to behave in a way or to go along with things that we don't necessarily um, agree with just 100%. to be like, yeah. Yep. Like sneaking those jeans in the, in my backpack. Yeah. <laughs> when you said that, that was the first image that came to my mind, like sneaking those pairs of jeans and that shirt. Cause I could wear jeans and shirt in the weekends. Like, I don't want to stand out this much. I don't want to look that pretty. Like I wanted to look like everybody else. And so, yeah, you do, you do things to blend in, to fit in. And yeah, like, yeah, very many things that you do to ship shift and put that mask on and it's not healthy, Yeah, <laughs> but it helped me survive. Like it mm. got me here. So I have to look back at that younger version of me and applaud her because mm -hmm. She did what she had to do and it got us to where we are today. So, and that's where my healing journey has taken me to the point where I could say that. And I can look back with like, not the shame and not the guilt that I used to have. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So good. I think this is a good place for us to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the healing journey because it's so important. And I think 
you know, especially for this audience, you and I both are into talking about self-love and I'm going to keep on talking about it because it's like sometimes we need to hear something multiple times in different ways for it to really, really sink in. So stay tuned, everybody. Tune into you and make 2022 the year of healthy living with the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. Starting January 3rd, get ready to eat clean, increase energy, feel fit, manage your weight, all in a supportive community. And for a limited time, get Be Well Greens, Gut Health Prebiotic Fiber, and Clean Tox Gentle Cleanse, all for the same price. For more details, take a look at the show notes. And welcome back, everyone. I am loving this conversation. And I can tell you, so before the break, we were talking about recognition of patterns that we've um, employed in the past to help us to navigate and different survival tactics that we use to blend in and to, to feel safe. Because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We want to feel safe. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved. We want to feel appreciated. All those human things. And But when we come to the point where we start to examine ourselves, you know, and it's so important, I, I appreciate you talked about looking back and being gentle with yourself and not feeling ashamed, but really just seeing yourself as an observer. So talk about how you came to that place. Yeah, that's a great, great question. And it's a lot of realizations. Um, how I came to the point of giving myself that grace. I think three years ago, I learned about inner child work. Mm-hmm. And that was just mind-blowing because I again didn't even know that existed so I was looking at that person through visualizations and meditations that little Josie and applauding her and the more I applaud that little version of me the more that the older the big Josie like me the better I felt the more I looked at my past in like awe and amazement the better like it just didn't, the shame just slowly started dissipating. Mm -hmm. And then from the inner child work, I went into the somatic work, working with the soma, which is the body and actually dropping into my body for the first time ever. Mm. I was so completely disconnected from my body. Wow. That's interesting. Um, And for those who are hearing the little play in the background, that's Josie's beautiful son who's keeping her company. Um, I love it. And it's funny, this is actually collective consciousness because earlier this week um, I was in a coaching call and they were talking about that somatic, um, you know, healing and using those types of methodologies to release grief from our bodies because we have, we, when we hold on to pain, when we hold on to disappointment, rejection, um, all of those things, and, you know, grief isn't just about losing a person. It can actually be about, you know, losing parts of ourselves or what have you. But when we don't release that, then it shows up in the form of dis-ease in the body. And so um, 
we sometimes don't even realize how important our healing is not just for how we feel psychologically, but for what it does to us um, physically. It's a big deal, like yeah. a, the biggest deal that it does. It causes disease in the body. It makes it so that you are just not operating at your fullness. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I could have this much love to hold for others. Mm. Like I didn't know that I could be safe in my body, that I could pause and be, it's okay. Like I don't have to fill all the spaces. I don't have to be everything to everyone. I don't have to say yes when I really want to say no. And learning that a no is actually doing both of us a service. Like if I say no to you, you find somebody that loves what you're doing and I get to be happy. If I say no to you, then that's, protecting myself and you get to find that person for you. So Mm -hmm. it's just been the best exploration, the best experience of doing that Soma work. And every day, my biggest practice is that centering and just, again, just feeling that connected to my body and just being in alignment. And when I'm connected with my out insides, like my outer world just aligns, even Mm -hmm. like with my son, like he, I was saying the other day, he knows when I'm in a mood mm-hmm. <laughs> before I even know that I'm in a mood. Like yeah. when I'm aligned and centered and feeling good in my body, he is so much easier to deal with because he can feel it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Children know for sure. They can pick up on our vibes. And that's why, you know, it's so important. And I know that you're now doing work with moms um, on this front because, we, we might say that we're okay, but you know, people can pick up on, especially people who know us well, but children especially are so sensitive and we are vibrational beings. And so um, talk about now the work that you're doing with um, coaching and showing other moms how to tap into that healing that you're doing. Yes. So the work is just so great. I call it, we're just in practice. We're in practice of embodying what we care about. And my little (laughs) man is in here just playing away. Uh, We're practicing what we care about. We're practicing presence. We're practicing setting those healthy boundaries. Mm. We're practicing being able to receive because it's a gift to the other person to give. Like we give a gift when we say yes. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning as I'm doing this work in myself, but it's like the more I do the work for other people, the more it shows up in my life for the universe to wink at me and be like, are you doing your work too? Like (laughs) for Thanksgiving, I took it upon myself. I didn't, I just did. I didn't ask anybody for anything. And I was like, I'm going to provide dinner for this Thanksgiving because this is like my first Thanksgiving move back home. And I want to provide that. And my brother and sister they sent me money in Venmo. And usually I would have been like, no, thank you. Like, I don't, I'm not going to take that. I did this out of the kindness of my heart, but I was like, they joyfully wanted to give me that. Mm-hmm. So it was like a wink from the universe. Like, are you practicing what you're preaching? So though I picked up the phone to even just like say, no, I put the phone down and I was like, no, it's a gift. And I'm just going to say, thank you. Yeah. And it felt so good to say and to catch myself. And so I know that the work, if you work it and practice it and put it into your everyday use, it works. And so I am working with moms because I believe we are making such an impact in our household. And we make such an impact for generations to come. It's not just 
right now today it's like Mm -hmm. a ripple effect that just keeps going and so when I became a mom and everybody just kept saying like your your son is so calm like it's does he ever cry or does this and I was like so there must be something to it so then I started (laughs) I started working with other moms and they're they're finding the same thing that when they're calm on the inside their outer world is calm on the Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing yeah that's beautiful. And we have so much more power than we realize sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that you allowed yourself to receive because even that is a gift. It's a gift to the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we're blocking other people from getting their blessing because for whatever reason, you know, we're thinking oh, I don't want to impose or I'm good. You know, it's like, even if you're good, you can still receive a gift from somebody. Even if you have quote unquote, everything that you need, you can still receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like with women, especially moms, like we just give so much of ourselves, like from the moment that little person is put in our arms, that's all we do is give and give and give. And so it's really hard to be on the receiving end, mm-hmm. even of a compliment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that practice of receiving is one that, like I said, creates that ripple effect and is a blessing. Let's others get their blessing. Like you Absolutely. were saying. Absolutely. What a beautiful thing. So We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your emphasis on fun and the new podcast you've started. So stay tuned, everyone. Tune into you and make 2022 the year of healthy living with the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. Starting January 3rd, get ready to eat clean, Increase energy, feel fit, manage your weight, all in a supportive community. And for a limited time, get Be Well Greens, Gut Health Prebiotic Fiber, and Clean Tox Gentle Cleanse, all for the same price. For more details, take a look at the show notes. And welcome back, everyone. So before the break, Josie and I were talking about creating that sense of calm and being able to share this gift with moms, because as you mentioned, it's, we are so influential and it's not just about right now. It is about planting seeds for future generations. And so one of the things that we forget to do with all of the work we get so serious about, you know, my healing and this and that. But when we're talking about dealing with the inner child, like seems to me that fun and play has to be a part of that. So talk about how you incorporate that with the work that you're doing. Yeah. Play is the secret sauce. I say (laughs) when you're playing, you're so in the present moment, when you're down on the floor, playing with your child, going outside and taking off your shoes and putting your feet on the ground is just, those things keep us grounded, keep us here now. Mm -hmm. And so making life fun, I came upon 
I came upon that name for my podcast, Make Life Fun, because the moment I became a mother, I put my serious hat on and I was like, I'm just gonna put my nose down and I'm just gonna be a mom now. Like, this is what it's like. It's serious work. (laughs) And it was brought to my attention by my coach, my mentor. She's like, when was the last time you went outside? Because if anybody knows me, that's my happy place. Like Mm -hmm. being out in nature, being hiking. And like you were saying earlier, off the beaten path. Like I, anything that is like further away, I like to find where people aren't. I say, I like to get further (laughs) into nature. I like to get into like the heart of like anything outdoors. Mm -hmm. And so when he came, I just quit doing that. (laughs) I just wasn't even doing that. And so the moment I allowed myself to like, be like, I can still do things and have a child. I can still go to a restaurant. I can still go on a walk. I can. So then we started doing all that stuff and he loved it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he was so enjoying it. He was in awe. And then we were in awe watching him (laughs) experience these things for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he was so well-behaved when we went to restaurants. And now he's still like, because we started at such a young age, it's not a shock now. Mm -hmm. And so making life fun was for us was just incorporating him in everything that we would normally be doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And exposure with young children is, is such a great thing um, in getting them acclimated to the things that we enjoy doing. So even, um, you know, we talk about there's, um, there's children's meals and all this stuff, you know, and, and it's like, why is it that the kids meals are like the quote unquote fun stuff, you know, (laughs) but like, we forget that. Well, I think when you have small children though, it's kind of like play is sort of built in, like you can be serious, but at some point you're going to have to play with your kiddos, you know? Let's hope so. Yeah. You're going to have to get down on the floor. You're going to have to roll around and you're going to have to do some stuff and like get over yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, you have to give yourself that permission. You have to say, I'm going to get on the floor. I'm going to play and you have to make time for it and make it an intention because it doesn't like, there are days where I could work all day, Yeah, but I have that intention that I want to be present with my son. I want to witness it. That's the reason why I started this business that I started was so that I could have this time and so it has to be an intention too because it so easily could be like we'll do it when I'll get to it when I have this goal and that's the priority and when I get there then I'll do that and so that has been my intention of like I'm going to be as present as I possibly can while he is young because that is the one truth is that they grow so fast that is the one truth from motherhood that I've gotten so far is that totally. it just it's the blink of an eye so if you can practice that presence and practice being intentional with getting down and on the floor and rolling around with your kids and like you said getting over yourself and having a little fun and have a little laugh yeah. um you, but you have to make it a practice and an intention because it won't happen on its own. Yeah. And it's like the world is serious enough as it is, you know, and we, a lot of us, when we were little, we're like, I can't wait to be an adult, you know, because then I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. But we forget it's like we're rushing towards responsibility and then responsibility feels weighty. Responsibility is not fun a lot of the times. And so we're rushing towards something that we don't actually want 
um, the burden of, and being able to keep that sense of awe, that sense of newness. I absolutely love that, that you not only are having that, but it also seeing it through your son's eyes mm -hmm. too, when you go out in nature, which is like one of my favorite things to mm -hmm. do. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Yes, it's it's healing. Nature's yes. medicine if we allow it to be. And like you said, with weighted and responsibility, I graduated a year early from high school because I wanted to be an adult because my childhood was so rough that I was just like, well, if I'm an adult, I can be responsible for my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what I didn't know is that responsibility was a lot harder than it looked. And that's the reason that caused all that turmoil, all that stress. Like that's where it all... I mean, that's the buildup that was for my parents was how stressful it is raising five kids in a new country. And so it was crazy that I was so quick to want to be an adult and take on that responsibility. Yeah. And yeah, but it, it was a blessing in disguise because I've learned so much along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It's and it, just having a large family like that too, I could just imagine the, you know, sometimes parents don't, they want to be buffers for us. They don't want us to know all that they're going through, but that getting back to what we were talking about before, it's like they're carrying tension or not communicating, hey, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm having a hard time navigating this or I'm because, you know, one, they want to protect us from that, but also maybe that's not how they were raised or, you know, parents don't let kids see that, um, you know, you're having a hard time. You got to hold it together and be strong and, you know, and all of those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> and back then our yeah parents didn't have the the tools that we have now like emotional healing and healing your inner child and like working on you and your mentalness like it was like keeping up with the joneses was what was normal that was mm -hmm. what the practice was back then and our parents for sure did not tell us they were having problems like if we were to like if i was just looking through the glass as my childhood self it would as seem like my parents had it all together they had it figured out they were working two to three jobs mm -hmm. to do that to support mm -hmm. us but they definitely made it look a lot easier than what I know it was and even that's interesting too because making that observation that if a parent is working two jobs and it's not just because they just want to and who how many people do like really want to work two jobs you know um, and so just that in itself, we, you know, as a child, you don't necessarily pick up on, oh, the necessity of that, that that's the reason why, um, because as a, you know, for us at this point in our lives where we're building businesses and we're, um, doing things to create more ease into our lives and to work less and earn more, <laughs> You know, we want to make it easy on ourselves. And so now having that that adult 2020 vision where we can look back in, in retrospect and be like, wow, okay, my parent actually, I can recall times of, you know, my mom had to do this or, you know, certain sacrifices that our parents made or what have you. Um, now we have the recognition that when we were growing up, we might not have had that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea. It just was the norm. Mm-hmm. It's what was, it felt normal. My parents worked two jobs and doesn't all parents work two jobs? <laughs> like each of them work two jobs and doesn't mm-hmm. ever like my parents provided us like everything we needed and yeah. I applaud them. Like, wow. I don't know if I could have done what they did. Like yeah. coming to America without knowing a word of English, having five kids and keeping a roof over our head always. We had any, all the necessities, things, yeah. for news, everything for school. Like looking back, I definitely have to applaud my parents and give them so much kudos and love for all they went through. Yeah. So incredibly brave and resourceful. Mm. And that's really, you know, even getting back to that sense of strong belief and just determination that they're going to make things better um, and that they wanted something better for their family. And it's like willing to risk the unfamiliarity. Again, the layers of unfamiliarity, (laughs) Um, you know, because it's not like they're coming to um, a community of other people or there, you know, you have relatives here, like a lot of other immigrant families will have someone go ahead and then that person's established and they send for the others. And so just having that, um, like pioneering kind of uh, spirit to, to come here. That's, that's really admirable. It really is. And I, I don't think them enough as I'm having this conversation with you and having this realization, like in real time, like, <laughs> wow, like looking back, I am, yeah, resourcefulness. And that is like, for me now, I have that because I've witnessed it and I've seen mm-hmm. what was possible. So if they didn't take that risk, who knows all the risks I wouldn't have taken. Yeah. Yeah. They gave you permission. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> that's an amazing realization. Yeah, wow. Well, I think this is a good place for us to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how people can work with you. We're going to talk about your coaching program and where people can follow you. So stay tuned, everyone. Tune into you and make 2022 the year of healthy living with the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. Starting January 3rd, get ready to eat clean, increase energy, feel fit, manage your weight, all in a supportive community. And for a limited time, get Be Well Greens, Gut Health Prebiotic Fiber, and Clean Tox Gentle Cleanse all for the same price. For more details, take a look at the show notes. And welcome back everyone. So I am just so thankful for this conversation. It has been so rich and I really appreciate um, Josie's openness for just sharing about her experience and all of that. And um, I would love for you to tell everyone about how they can work with you, where they can follow you and all of those good things. Yes, I 
want to help all the mamas that are feeling like they are perfectionists. They are feeling like they have to have it all together all the time. Mm. And they're putting so much stress on themselves and they're being the, the stress holders, the tension holders. They are keeping everything up, all the plates in the air. And I want to help them create that sense of calm, that sense of peace, that inner peace that has changed my life and my mm. relationships and literally every area of my life. And so I created the program, see your, see you beautiful, see you, Mm. see your beauty. And I want women to like shine from the inside out. And so that is my coaching program. And right now I have three spots that are available for one-on-one coaching and um, next year, which is crazy that 2022 is like we're already saying next year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will have a actual premium coaching program that I'm putting together to help and have more of a community. Cause I think that's what we need more than anything is that soul family of moms that are doing this together. Mm -hmm. They, they say that we need to, we need that village, but where is that village? So I'm taking it upon myself to create this soul family of mamas that are wanting to live a calmer, peaceful, and have that inner peace that requires practice and requires a little bit of discipline, but it's that gift that gives so much back. Mm -hmm. And so my podcast, Make Life Fun podcast, is where we do talk about that self-love, self-acceptance, and keeping yourself full so that you can give more. And that podcast is everywhere, including YouTube. And so that is where people can work with me, can follow me. And I'm predominantly on Instagram at Josie Wheatman. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I would, and I will drop everything in the show notes and y'all go and follow Josie. She is absolutely amazing. She is a beautiful soul. And I absolutely have enjoyed our conversation And I know that you're just going to bless so many people with the open heart that you have and with the spirit that you have to help people get to their own place of healing. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that. And I received that love. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing conversation. And don't you just love Josie? She just has such a sweet spirit and she's such a beautiful soul inside and out. And I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So here are some takeaways. Number one, it's okay to stand out. As a matter of fact, sometimes standing out is actually your superpower. It causes us to find things in ourselves that we didn't even know were there. Number two, you get to be yourself. In fact, that's actually what the world needs is your most true authentic version of yourself. Number three, your outer world reflects your inner world and the gift we give is being our best selves. And other people, and children especially, can pick up on it when we are not settled and when we are not being ourselves. Number four, be intentional 
about play. See the world with the awe that children have. See the world through a child's eyes. Let things be new and find wonder all around you. So again, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know that you have many choices when it comes to your podcast, and I'm so grateful that you took time to listen to this one. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. You can also share a screenshot of the episode on your social media. And if you tag me and Josie on Instagram, I will be so thrilled to repost and shout you out. You can also become a monthly supporter at any financial amount that feels aligned for you. And whatever you do, you can also just share because word of mouth is one of the best ways to get the word out. Just a quick note about the holidays. So as we are nearing the end of 2021, we will return on January the 5th, 2022 with all new episodes. And in the meantime, take time to catch up on any previous episode from season one and season two. I will be dropping a fan favorite for next week's episode, but we can't wait to see you in 2022. And I hope that you will choose you in 2022. So again, I want to wish you peace and love and have a beautiful and blessed day.